Welcome to This Much Love, a recurring positivity podcast with Katie Hearth and Keenan Schneider. Episode 22, Another Strong Feeling. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready too. Beep bop. Ready, ready. There we go. Ready like Freddy. Ready like what? Five Nights at Freddy's? Oh, I hate that game. Well, I mean, mm. you haven't played it. They have it in VR. I've watched. Oh, what a terrible, terrible idea. Yeah. That's somebody who wants to hurt people. <laughs> yeah, some sociopath is like, I'm going to make a video game. And make it VR. Yeah. Like the person who decided to make it. If they're the same person, I never want to meet them. I feel like that that game and that whole experience is really just designed not to actually play it but to watch other people play it on YouTube so they can react or Twitch. Yeah, like it's one of those things something streaming. Yeah. It just it seems like it's catered to watching the reactions rather than watching like, the jump scares. This yes. is a fun game I want to play. Yes. That is correct. I think it is a game to be witnessed. Not a game to play by yourself. A game to be witnessed. A game to be witnessed. Um, I I do want to call out the irony of starting this show with something that I hate. Oh, yeah. So, welcome to This Much Love. This Much Hate. How Mm. much do you hate scary VR? Well, I guess the opposite of love is not hate. That's true. It's indifference according to the Lumineers. That's who's, yep, it was, yeah, the Lumineers. (laughs) They're the ones. In that song. Yep. Definitely. That was them. They came up with that. No one else before. I don't know the words. I just know that at one point they say the opposite of love is indifference. I don't know. I don't remember anything about it aside from the general melody. It's like one of those, like, for whatever reason, in the mid-2010s, folksy indie bands Mm -hmm. started to get really popular like people that uh, bands that like sounded like they really wanted to be from like almost like england or ireland Mm -hmm. yeah the fiddles and the silliness and the i don't know other other things and it's like old timey drop kick murphy's (laughs) that's not old timey no that's more like there's a lot of irish punk yeah yeah Mm -hmm. um but yeah, like Mumford and Sons, the Lumineers, yeah, of Mice and Men to a. Oh, what is that one? That's um, of Monsters and Men. This... Is it of Monsters and Men? I don't know. It's one of those. Yeah, but what's the of Mice and Men is John Steinbeck. Yep. <laughs> Why so... don't you ask your question? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, I can't remember the name of the band, though, so that's going to make it really challenging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there is something about, like, the such-and-such's wife. Um, we were just talking about this band. The Decembrists. The Decembrists. Yeah. yeah. They kind of, to me, they, they came before, though. That's fair. They were, like, pioneers of that, in my opinion. And I think there's an authenticity in what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Like, they just kind of know their style. They're telling stories. That's their whole mm-hmm. shtick. Whereas some of these felt like they're a little like, like hipster nonsense manufactured. Yeah. Like they're like, let's use a banjo because that's old. Yeah. That's kind of cool. That's like yeah. the vinyl of guitars. I want to play an old timey washer. Yeah. Exactly. You know, those little scrub things. <laughs> little scrub and things with the stick. Play them with the, like a xylophone almost. Yeah. And they're not an instrument. No. I mean, I guess anything's an instrument if you try hard enough. Yeah. 
Weird music trends. Mm -hmm. And the opposite of love is indifference. It is. So this much indifference. This much indifference. No, no, no. I was was trying to justify the hate. Yeah. Because it's not the opposite of love. Yeah. So not this much indifference. Yeah. This much love, which is closer to hate than indifference. Yeah. This much hate, that's actually like way on brand for us. That is. That's our spinoff show. And it's not really... (laughs) disregarding the main mission of this show. Correct. We have a strong feeling about a thing. This much strong emotions. Yes. <laughs> New podcast. We should change the title just so we can exercise some of that creative freedom. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be so silly. This much strong feeling. Yeah. I dig it. That's a good way yes. to start this episode. That's actually that could be like our 2020 resolution cuz yeah. we're recording we could re-brand. this. We could rebrand before the release of this episode and call it This Much Strong Feeling, and it could be, like, really dark and contemplative. Yeah. This, like, we're recording... This Much Ennui. We're recording December 30th, 2019. It's correct. So it's, like, the perfect time for us to just completely, you know, rebrand. Right on. So let's do it. We've been doing this for... I'm tired of talking about stuff I love. Yeah. It's time to get angry. Lame. Yeah, let's get more passionate anger. in multiple ways. Exactly. More confusion. Unbridled rage 2020. More sadness. Yeah. So, speaking of 2020, <laughs> you're not a resolutions type, but do you have anything that you're looking forward to? Yes. I think so. Okay. Um, so, I'm putting some effort into getting back into voiceover. Hell yeah. And as of today, have just launched my new website, gkeenan.co. gkeenan.co? gkeenan.co. Dang. And with that, I also like have a commercial voiceover demo produced, which mm-hmm. I'm very pleased with. As um, it should be. It sounds fantastic yeah all of the people should go to gkeenan.co and give it a listen right now yeah stop literally stop this podcast yes. don't listen to any don't more. listen to his voice here listen to his voice stop there stop listening to my voice to go listen to my voice i um, agree with that mission yeah and then come back and then come back just pause this no we'll just sit in silence for like the next five minutes let's give them a few so um <laughs> So this is something that I've put off for a while. And it was like out of high school, through college, I put a lot of time and effort into like doing voice coaching and voiceover coaching um, as part of like my degree and just some of my my extracurricular pursuits, like things that I was doing on my own time as a as a hobby, but never really found sort of the guidance or really I don't know if it was motivation or if I just felt so overwhelmed by the by like the next steps and not like the nebulousness of it Mm -hmm. i never really pursued it and within the last few months it's something that i've decided i really wanted to dig back into um this really came about because somebody got back to me they told me about how when i was training them when they joined sprout Mm -hmm. we ended up touching upon the subject of podcasts and voiceover and this person was also an aspiring uh podcaster and vo artist and he ended up 
reaching back out to me recently to tell me that based on those conversations, it had really inspired him to just kind of like give it another shot. And he started talking about how he just started doing it. And as I was talking with him, it gave me this like enormous like sense of inspiration where I'm just kind of like, I'm somebody who typically wants all of the pieces to fit and see a very clear path to where I'm going. Mm -hmm. uh, and that perfectionism uh, will frequently paralyze me and make sure that I don't actually go out and try anything because I'm not entirely sure how to achieve it. Or I'm afraid of doing the, like being shitty at something and I want it to be good at the outset. I want to kind of have like, like with voiceover, I want to do everything right. You mm -hmm. know, I want to have, like, I want to have the demo. I want to have an agent. I want to do all that stuff. Instead of just saying, like, I can audition with what I have. I have a decent microphone. I can work in these sort of marketplace, online marketplace settings. Mm -hmm. And that's what he was doing. And so I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, like, if the goal is to just, like, get paid to do voiceover work, like, the barrier for entry at this point is lower than ever. Mm -hmm. um, and so I started to really check that out and pursue that as an idea. And the more that I did it, the more I was just kind of, like, feeling really creatively fulfilled and excited about it, which is something I hadn't felt in a while. And then you introduced me to your buddy Joe, who's been working in the industry for a decade now mm -hmm. um, and produces demos and does coaching and we got together and I really liked him and then like you helped kind of like coordinate getting this demo produced which is just like this whole thing has really lit a fire under my ass like the last few months have been like this sort of like I, I don't think I would say I've been working incessantly at it but I've been far more focused and excited about oh, this yeah. than anything else that I've done recently and so I think like getting the commercial demo produced getting the website launched. Uh, I got to like really have some fun with writing the copy on it and made me also realize like I really want to be writing like website copy and uh, and focusing on marketing. That's really fun. Um, and it was a great way to kind of like get my message across, but also let my personality shine through and really make it about the brand me yeah the brand of me which is mm -hmm. a weird thing to say but it was it was cool um so yeah i think 2020 for me you know i've i've had this sort of like overall goal for the last few years of like break into voiceover and i think it was first 2018 where it's like i'm gonna get paid for something and that didn't really pan out 2019 that did 2020 like i think a great goal would be to get representation mm -hmm. and start making uh making strides towards like getting more and more work and getting more practice and just having a good time with it because it feels attainable in a way now that it never did before yeah. so so that's, really that's nothing, kind of big... nothing to be excited about then exactly yeah 2020 is going to be a, a boring terrible year and then donald trump will get reelected and everything will be terrible well, that got honest. But up, up, but up, up. This much democracy. love. This much democracy. <laughs> Another strong feeling. Yeah, I, I think it's been really fun to watch you take this from something that you're definitely interested in and would love to do mm -hmm. to actually taking definitive steps so that you're actually doing it. Yeah. Because for as long as I've known you, you've been interested in this. Yep. 
you've been passionate about it, you've been curious about it. But to your point, like there's been this paralysis, Mm -hmm. this lack of really any kind of movement that I could see. You did some, because we were a smaller, scrappier startup, you did some VO unpaid Mm -hmm. for our company. Right. Um, And I say unpaid you're a salaried employee, right. but this was not within the scope of your job responsibilities. This was ad- additional things that you did to support a company that you're invested in. And the company in turn invested in you by giving you the dreaded word exposure. Um, and they weren't really giving me the person exposure. It was almost no. they were just giving me exposure to working as On a VO artist again. Exactly. It's a completely different kind of exposure. It's just right. like, here. You like Here's to do experience. this stuff. You're good at this. Right. Enjoy. Right. Flex it's that like creative when muscle. I sing at the kids' days. Right. It's like not my job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But here we are. Yeah. Um You get to use your talent to uh to, to entertain, entertain children. Yeah. Yeah. And you get to use your talent to entertain children too. Yeah. Um so being able to take it from like opportunities that weren't just offered to you. But opportunities that you're pursuing has been really neat to watch. Yeah. And it's so interesting to me that you have this kind of perfectionism because you are so the opposite when it comes to games. Oh, yeah. And you are so the opposite when it comes to plans or activities, Mm -hmm. really. (laughs) And you have a job that's about learning. Yeah. And you constantly preach Mm -hmm. this idea of you don't need to be perfect. You just need to start doing it. And learning and not being perfect is not the end. That's an opportunity to improve. No, I appreciate you putting me on blast. I am a huge hypocrite. Yeah. (laughs) But but the thing is, is that like, yes, in that way, you are a hypocrite. (laughs) The thing is, Yes, you are a hypocrite. No, in that way, <laughs> being the definitive or the the important part of the sentence that you have to listen to is in in this way. Yes, you are a hypocrite when it comes to what you preach at work about growing and learning and trying new things and failing publicly. Yes. Right. But and maybe it's the maybe it's the public part. I don't know, because there are so many things that you do that you aren't perfect at Mm -hmm. but you persist yeah and that is something that i struggle with across the board like everything i do i'm like no don't watch don't look at me and Uh like even if it's just you like i was playing this game (laughs) last night this game um uh, night what is it moonlighter moonlighter And there's this You're playing this game by yourself. By myself. By myself. I'm pet sitting currently, so yeah. I'm living by myself in this other person's house. And I was just playing on the Switch and I was having a really hard time. And like instead of just persisting, I texted you to complain about it. Uh-huh. To be like, this is hard. Yeah. I don't like it. Yep. <laughs> and, then, and then when you actually beat the part that you were trying to beat, you tried to pass it off like it wasn't your accomplishment. <laughs> I'm not going to chalk it up to me being good at this. It's like, fuck off. <laughs> you got better. You did the thing. Thanks. And so I just, I find it very interesting that like you that for whatever reason this your work 
your VO, your writing. Mm-hmm. I don't know your photography. I, don't, I feel like photography is something where you play and you feel pretty confident and like you get better over time. And so those don't have to be perfect either, in my opinion. But I don't I don't know what your process is like with that. But there, it's like there's like this this basket, these two baskets full of things that like some of them you you there's no perfectionism paralysis. There is dive in, learn, get better. OK. And then there's this other stuff where, like, you, yeah, you, like, you cannot let yourself try. Yeah. I feel like maybe when it affects or when I feel like it could affect how other people perceive me. Hmm. Okay. Um, like your intelligence? Intelligence, capability, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I think if if it's something where, like, the the sort of, like, veneer mm-hmm. of perfection or like of expertise or whatever it is like i don't want to say that i like outwardly project perfection but i will say that i feel like i tend to project being put together mm-hmm. and kind of like being pretty even keel and have like a, a emotional sort of, intelligence yeah and... And a sense of authority mm-hmm. uh, a level of expertise and so there are times where it's like when I don't know something or don't know what the outcome, like, or how to get to the outcome or what the outcome exactly looks like, or th- like just trying something to see if it works and potentially having failure. Mm-hmm. If there's that risk of failure, like that public failure, mm-hmm. it pushes me further away from trying to accomplish it. And that's why I think I write less and less than I used to. Because I started to realize that there were other people reading and I started to worry that nothing that I had to say was important enough to say. Mm. And so, yeah, I think like there's a there's a level there, like something like a video game or like a new fun activity, just the two of us or something like that. Mm -hmm. There's a level of like play and like lack of seriousness. Mm That doesn't really affect my livelihood at all. Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't re- like if I fail at a video game, it's not like somebody will look at that and go like, "Well, he's he's obviously incapable of doing his job or whatever." Right. Like, I don't know. Like, there's a certain it's sense of like pride or like this guard that I have up, and I, I like I don't know if I have the answer there. Right. Like, I I recognize it that there are certain times where I'm just kind of like hell yeah, like I'm just going to try this out and see how it goes and be really free and open and Mm kind of just like play with it. And then there are times where it's like I get way too far in my own head and don't really know how to proceed. Uh, And so I just like don't, I don't proceed. I just stay because that feels safest. For sure. And and I'm not trying to say like I've never experienced this before. Mm -hmm. I absolutely have. And I think it's, pretty normal um all that to say it makes me all the prouder that you are doing this and that you're putting yourself out there and if i could tack on something to your 2020 goal of finding representation it would be have fun keep trying asterisk bonus if you get representation yeah you know i think 
it's very interesting to me that like the things that often that to me seem to give you paralysis is you. I'm having such a hard time with words today. But you essentially relinquish your joy to the perception of others. Mm -hmm. Right. That's your work. That's your writing. That's your VL. It's not about you enjoying the craft that you are doing because you enjoy the craft. It's about what other people are going to say in response. Yeah. So I think I would just, if you can, remember that, like, you've been doing a bunch of auditions. You haven't booked every audition, every gig. But you keep trying. Yeah. And you keep putting more into this because you like to do it. You've built a website because you like to do it. And so I just hope you can keep having fun with it and not relinquish your joy to the perceived perceptions of others. Yeah. You know, I realize as you're saying this, what I think it is, is things that I uh, don't take seriously. Mm -hmm. And when there's really like when it, I think there are two very different personas for me. And there's the outward facing persona where I try not to take things too seriously. I tend to be pretty lighthearted, kind of silly, just kind of have fun with things. Mm -hmm. Sarcasm is one of your love languages within that persona. Totally. And I think that tends to come out in a lot of different ways. Twitter is a big one where I'm oftentimes just kind of like, I mean, aside from the fact that it makes me so mad so often, uh, it's also just an outlet for like inanity where Mm -hmm. it just lets me be silly and it feels like it's not really tied to like my success at all. I'm kind of just screaming into the void like everybody else. Sure. And that's fun and silly and I don't need to take it very seriously. Mm-hmm. I think of something like video games. Like I don't think video games need to be taken super seriously, even though sometimes they make me mad. For the most part, I have fun with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and those two things I would say are like two, from my point of view, big pillars within your identity. Yeah. But I think what people typically do not see is how seriously I take myself and mm-hmm. how important it is that 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 part of me that is the most guarded and the most vulnerable stays pristine. Mm. Um, and so, like, one, most people don't see that. But two, when they they do it's typically at the result of a lot of as a result of a lot of effort on my part of making sure that what i'm ready to show people is like has been put through the ringer and is highly polished and that hmm. the thing that like stuff that feel, i feel like could affect my future success oftentimes feels like things i need to take very seriously and if it doesn't meet my standards i just don't attempt it cuz i don't want to chip away at that that armor that I've put up. So what is success then? I'm curious. I have like, I have two questions. I have one that is like more about what we were talking about, which is what is success? And then a second question that's more selfish that I'll follow up with after I get this answer. Um, I think success is like, to me, oftentimes doing it the right way the first time. But what does that mean? So like success is being able to maintain the veneer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
success is being able to maintain this facade that you were that you were honed yeah. and, and crafted and perfect. Yeah. Hmm. Why? What is it? Why? Why? What is it about perfect that's so appealing? Um, I think if I don't have to let people see the flaws, that it will keep me out of the spotlight. Like, I am not somebody who typically does well with being the center of attention and being like the subject of scrutiny. Um, and so I think if I just keep doing things to a level of like where people don't have to like, where people don't even think about it. Like if I do something and it fucks up, like I fuck up and, and it's, it's bad. Mm-hmm. I feel like that starts to put more of a light on me than if I just keep doing the things that I'm trying to do well, people don't question it. Hmm. Is making sense in my brain, but I don't think I'm articulating it as well as no, I, I get want it. There to. There is there is a privacy to performing well. Yeah, exactly. I and I'm a, a like at my heart, I'm a a deeply private person. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting because there so much of what you do, and I understand that it's on your own terms. Mm-hmm is performative and outward facing though, yes. right? Writing, photography, VO, presentations, Twitter. These are all performative things yep. that garner an audience. Mm-hmm. Again, I understand that there's like a control over this is what I'm giving you. Right. And this thing can be examined, like a comfort with like what what am I allowing you to examine about me? But it is still interesting that it isn't quiet, you know? Yeah. But I get it. I get it. Okay, back to my original point. What was your selfish question? Do you present the veneer to me? What don't I see of you? I think probably more than anybody, I've I've let you in closer um i think that there are a couple close friends that i have who like over the course of my life who have gotten more of a glimpse into kind of like the vulnerable side of me i think you get that to a much greater extent and i say that with full knowledge knowing that i was in a 12-year relationship and five-year marriage with somebody and as I look back on it there were so many things that I just like held back um and I think it was the recognition of that at one point which made me realize how unhealthy and un- like how important it was for me to find a partner that I could trust fully and I think that you more than anyone is is I, I can't imagine anybody being closer to that than you. Mm. But I I still I don't know. I think like if there's anything that I'm holding back, and I think this is more of a coping mechanism for me rather than me trying to like secret myself away from you. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if you know just how scared 
I am all the time. That there's a, a level of pervasive anxiety that looms over so much of my day-to-day life. And it's about any, anything. Um, and like, I don't talk about it because I'm just so fucking bored of playing these different scenarios and going over this over and over and over in my head. And I don't know if that's the case for everybody. Like maybe we all kind of just have those things that it's just like, it's the stuff that we feel like would bore anybody else, but we're stuck with it with Mm. ourselves all the time. Barring that, I don't know if I, I do have that guard up. Our relationship is on a, a completely different dynamic than what I've experienced before. And that's, I think, one of the, the main reasons why I value it so much. And that when you tell me that you believe in me or you support me or whatever, it's because you truly see me. That's why I believe you. I'm glad. So. I do want to pause for a second and just say that I love you. I love you too. Thank you for being willing to share all of that. I think we can so often convince ourselves that everybody must feel this way. And it's just. I know that for me, there was a narrative for a very long time that I'm the, like, everyone feels this way and I'm just the only person who can't fucking handle it. Right. That I'm somehow, that that was another reason to feel insufficient. And so I think it's important that we talk about these things because I think everybody has, has something. And I don't know if any of us are handling it, you know? Yeah, it's just hard to see. Like, as as empathetic as I am, and as much as I try to see from other people's perspectives, there are things that I experience where I'm just kind of like, I must be the only person in the world who deals with this shit. And it's hard to, to see past it. It's kind of like, I mean, having experienced major bouts of depression peppered throughout my life when you're in the midst of it. Mm-hmm. There's no way to logic your your way out of it or rationalize Yeah, uh, and recognize that like people care about you. Other people feel this way. This is normal. It's okay. Like it feels like the worst thing in the world and that you're the only person who knows how bad it is. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for me, the like the whole concept of time just completely vanishes, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. My grasp on reality in in so much that like in like time is just fucked because I am convinced or I convince myself that I have always felt this way and I have just been lying to myself any time I've thought I felt good. Yeah. Or that it was pretend. Mm-hmm. Maybe even intentional pretend. 
I think we a comment something that I hear from you that definitely resonates with me is this idea of like I'm just so bored that I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. Because I think about it all the time. And so the last thing I want to do is talk about it. Right. I just want to not feel this way. I just want to be done. Yeah. And giving it any more energy just feels like the opposite of being done, which is interesting because in my experience, and I fully recognize that I am like a talking out loud processor. Mm-hmm. That talking about it with the right people tends to help. It at the very least normalizes things and goes, oh, okay, I am suffering. It is normal to be suffering. I will be okay. That's kind of the cycle, Mm -hmm. you know? Recognize, ground yourself, keep moving. So I appreciate you getting so personal. And for what it's worth, I think because you're imperfect that you're perfect. The changes and the growth that I've seen in you over the past five years, five and a half years, is one of the reasons I love you so much. Mm. Because you didn't show up in my life polished. And honestly, you're still not. You will always be becoming something. But the trajectory has been, by and large, net positive, always becoming something better, something more genuinely you. That's my take. And that's what I like about you the most, is that you, you do change and you do make adjustments and you do grow. You are not stagnant. I think to be perfect would be to be stagnant. Because why would you change? Yeah. Why would you try anything else? This went on a lot longer than I expected it to and got a lot heavier than I expected it to. I appreciate you being willing to, I don't know, humor me. Yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he's back. Yeah. But seriously, I appreciate and I admire you. Thank you. That's very nice. And really, seriously, you should go check out gkeenan.co. Good, good <laughs> shit in there. Including a really nice post, an article within No Octothorpe that's about anxiety, which I think is one of your most well-read and well-loved pieces. Yeah, that's a separate property altogether. Mm-hmm. I now have two online brands. You do, but you link to No Octothorpe via I, I gkeenan.co. So yeah. I'm just I'm just trying to funnel the traffic to that. Check one out central. all my. Check out all his properties. Yeah, yep. check out the whole Keenan cinematic universe. There is no cinema. There's cinema. It's all cinema. We're all the world is a stage, and we are all players. That's, yep, that's Shakespeare. Thanks, Billy Shakespeare. Players in it. Um, I was going to say that we are all, what's the name of that movie? Uh, The one where uh, (laughs) they create a whole world and a whole TV show about his life. Truman Show? Truman, yeah. The world is a stage and we're all Trumans in it. Or Ed TV, which we talked about. Or Synecdoche, New York, which kind of eschews the TV portion, but. 
creates a whole world and all the people are playing their parts and that's a wild movie so good never seen it still haven't seen it we've talked about it a million times i still haven't seen it we should watch it just like we should watch all those films from that film club we're a part of Uh uh-huh we'll get to it 2020 2020 the year of want want cinema and this much love woohoo Special thanks to Jackson Davis, whose song, Same As You Wanted, is our intro and outro music. Check out his EP, 701, anywhere you listen to music. You can get in touch with us through our website, thismuchlove.com, and via Twitter, at thismuchlove. Our DMs are open. Tell us about something you love. 